morning crypto. Good. Oh, double music. Good morning, Warriors. Hello and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most impactful crypto-related topics from the top crypto research team in the world. Today, I am joined by two members of our family. We got Gonzo and we have Johnny Crypto, the Italian stallion, and Gonzo Super G. I forgot the Super G. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we will be discussing how Donald Trump may be funding his campaign from the sales of his NFTs. And while Michael Saylor's MicroStrategy picks up another 14,620 Bitcoin, Kathy Wood continues to dump Coinbase shares. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy. So now that I didn't butcher that, let's get the show on the road. Gonzo, you're at the top of my screen here. How are you feeling, brother, this morning? I'm feeling good, man. I had a good good day yesterday. It was busy. You know, uh, dude, shout out to teachers out there. You know, uh, my wife Shelly's a teacher, but like they moved into a new school. She had to pack the whole school, like her classroom herself. They moved the boxes, but then we had to do the unpacking and then just putting up all the decorations and, and, you know, it's, it's break, you know, it's Christmas break for them, but like there was tons of teachers there doing all this work to prepare because when they come back to school, like everything has to be ready to go and, and they don't get paid any extra. So anyways, like shout out to teachers, like we're going to have to go back to school and do more work, but, but it was a good day, man. Definitely. Yes. Shout out to teachers. Shout out to Shelly. Shout out to everybody out there today. Johnny Crypto, how are you doing, my friend? There we go. We got the mute button fixed. Got Mario, I'm doing great. Hopefully you're doing well. Shout out to our man Abs, wherever he is, floating around out there in the Pacific. Uh, I did notice we didn't, you know, I guess you got the memo. We're wearing the same shirt today. That's hilarious. But good morning to all the war maniacs out there. We love and appreciate you. Show up every single day. I'm excited to have be here with uh, with Super G and yourself, Mario. I can't wait to hop into it. Should be fun. And it yes, my phone is muted, just for the record says but my wardrobe is very limited i only have xrp shirts and merlin shirts so you know we're bound to get the same one every once in a while but let's get the show started the same way we always do by showing you guys our 3tgm crypto x account go ahead and follow abs he's posting always throughout the day as we look at the crypto bubbles we got a lot of red today but we do have bsv up 26.8 percent today we got a few others that are green we got cake we got icp uh, maker Bitcoin Cash, Bitcoin Cash coming alive from the dead. That's a very good surprise there. Uh, it was nice to see that OG coin making some moves yesterday. And as we look at this beautiful Merlin Markets page, we can see that Bitcoin is down to 42,377. We are at a total market cap of $1.6 trillion. Bitcoin dominance is at 49.9%, Ethereum dominance at 17%. As we look at Ethereum, it looks like it's finally starting to come alive. $2,358 for Ethereum. BNB has reclaimed that number three spot. And it seems to be uh, with a little bit of a lead on, on Solana right now. So it's sitting at $328 with Solana breaking below three digits. We're going to talk about that with, with Gonzo in just a second. But $99.77 is the current price for Solana. XRP. 63 cents yesterday getting me excited with a 65 cent i thought that's it we're going to the moon but no we're, we're back down um no cardano more. 62 cents avax 40 dollars, and let's just go over dot here at eight dollars and 37 cents we've got some of some others of our favorites like 
uh, Polygonmatic doing pretty well at a dollar and Chainlink at $16.18. But before we get started with some of our articles, don't forget Quan. You see Quan? Oh, let's not forget Quan. Where is Quan? Quan was but it's probably further down. It was about 100. It's probably further down. I'm sure Quan's probably hovering 120, something like 140. that. 140. Oh, 140. Doing yeah. well, Quan. But um, the what's on everybody's minds today? I'm sure pretty everybody's uh, talking about Solana and how it's uh, correcting pretty heavily. We saw nine percent down. It's below three digits, Gonzo. I wanted to kick it over to you, and I wanted to ask you kind of what your sentiment is on this price action that we've been seeing on Solana. Things are playing out pretty much as um, our our friend Waters uh, has been warning. You know, these last few days of the month, especially the 28th, had some very strong energy, and we're seeing a little bit of a sell-off in the crypto market. Bitcoin's down. Pretty much the rest of the crypto space is is down along with it. Do you think that this is a <clears throat> Tax loss, uh, tax loss harvesting kind of moment, or are we just seeing the charts play off like they're supposed to? Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, whatever the narrative is, but th this is what's happening right here, right? So we lost the trend line in Bitcoin dominance. We've been, I've been talking about this showing the Bitcoin dominance now for a while, right? And, and I, and that's why I marked it off here, right? Where once we lost this level, I figured like this is where we're going to this kind of range between like you know. 50 and maybe a little bit lower, but like you can see, we're already trying to bounce, right? So this is like a kind of alt season, what we're seeing right here. But what happens is when you zoom in, and this is the issue with Bitcoin dominance, right? Is what happens when Bitcoin dominance decides to bounce and rip back up, right? And then Bitcoin doesn't go down. I'm sorry, it doesn't go up. It actually goes down, right? And then the altcoins start to bleed out, right? So that's what you, you always have to be careful of. And so Bitcoin dominance is dropping. I think we still have room to go in the alts. Uh, I think what you're seeing is kind of a healthy correction. This is the total three. This is everything excluding Bitcoin and Ethereum. Uh, sorry, let me change it. It's on the uh, four hour. Here we go. And you can see that you know, once we broke this like resistance level, there's really nothing here from here all the way up like there's that 640 kind of billion dollar area. There, there's no resistance at all. Right. This was the resistance level like price action likes to gap up. And so I think that as long as Bitcoin moves sideways, maybe a little bit down and Bitcoin dominance keeps dropping like this still has room to go when we talk about alt season. Right. Or a mini alt season because real alt season will be Bitcoin dominance completely collapsing. And I don't think that's going to happen. I think we're going to find support in this Bitcoin dominance again. I think we're going to bounce somewhere in this area and then we're going to come back up, right? Especially when you talk about um, Bitcoin and the, um, the, the spot ETF, right? Um, Solana, let's take a look at Solana. Solana just needed to kind of cool off. Like when you see it, it's at $99. I did a fib, like I haven't really changed my diagrams much. But like these were the entry points, right? This is when uh, Johnny will remember this. We started talking about Solana and I was like, dude, if it doesn't go to zero at this point, like I don't think it's going anywhere, right? Nope. And so this is where I started to get into it right here at this trend line thing. Started talking more about it, right? Giving it to the community. The last final entry right here, you could see where I put the line. It was at 1750. This is where I gave it to the community, right? To the Warrior Academy. We talked about it. And then this thing from that point on gave you a little bit of an opportunity here and then it took off, right? So if I take a fib, like depending on where like you want to do the breakout from, but on a high time frame, right? And I take from the initial breakout point, which I'm going to say this is the initial breakout point, right? When you do a fib up 
following the trend. This is on a macro pull. Like if we come down to like this $84 level and then hold this and then bounce, that means that the trend is still live and strong, right? If you come down all the way down to the 618, that means that the trend is still strong. And this is like a great entry price right here. This is at $59, right? If we come down to retest this level, this is a great price. If you lose the 618, then this is where you're going, right? And once you come down to the 786 right here, this is like 50-50, right? So you could either bounce at this level, or if you lose this level, that means that the trend has changed and this thing's coming down, right? So just things to, to kind of pay attention to. This is on a macro kind of pull. You could always kind of take it a little bit smaller or zoom in. You could take it from this point right here, right? Because this was a breakout kind of right here. This was a breakout. So you have to look for the correction points, right? But um, if you look at the RSI, where we're at with the RSI, I was looking at this morning. Uh, they're just resetting, right? On the weekly, we're starting to come down. You come to the daily, right? It's starting to kind of come down to the bottom. The 12-hour is already near the bottom. Eight-hour is at the bottom. Four-hour is at the bottom, right? So this is relative. This is a so no, I can't talk stochastic RSI. So this tells you like the momentum, right? So you can see on the smaller time frames, we've already kind of reset. But once like the weekly comes down and resets, like wherever we're at with support, that's kind of like probably where we're going to go. And then this thing can continue moving up as long as Bitcoin holds, right? If you get a major correction in yep. Bitcoin, then it's a wrap. Yep. I love that Gonzo. And I think that, you know, the, the market, the market was very overheated. We were, we've been yeah. experiencing this uptrend for weeks now. And especially Solana, Solana is up, as you showed in that chart, is up over a 10x. I mean, it needs to cool off. We're, we're obviously due for, for, for a sell-off event. The whole crypto market is due for a sell-off event. I think that this is healthy for, for the space. We've been in greed for for quite a while now too we need to see that that gauge come down a little bit and and enter the the uh off the grid off the greed stages uh so that we can come back up but nonetheless i think that as and especially as we discussed yesterday being so early it it, it feels like we've been we were having this discussion me and gonzo we've been in the space uh throughout this whole year and it feels like it's been a long time and we've been seeing the prices uh, go up exponentially and it feels like this won't go on forever. And it feels like another year and a half or another two years as people anticipate the bull run to kind of come to a close at the end of 2025, then it feels like a long time. And it, it, being in the space this early and starting to see the, the the gains that you're already getting from a lot of these projects, you know, getting into Solana and in, in, even in the 20s and, and getting into Bitcoin at 17, you really start to think, on where you should be pulling out your profits or where you yeah. should be pulling out some some profits off the table and as i look at the fib levels and i'm pulling from previous highs to to the low in the structure in in the macro uh we're really far off from for for me solana i didn't trigger any of the cells because we were almost there we were getting right there 100 and i think 38 dollars was my first exit target so we got very close to it. But nonetheless, Johnny, um, the market has been cooling off as we've just been talking. What's kind of your uh, opinion on how things are playing out? Do you think that we are just seeing a tax loss, tax loss harvesting? That's kind of the thing that's every on everybody's minds. We're just selling off to offset some of the taxes. Or do you think that's just part of the charts and and we're, we're going to go up in, in January again? 
Well, there's three things guaranteed in life, death, taxes, and tax harvesting. There's no <laughs> doubt about it that you always get tax harvesting happening at the end of this week. I actually always have a note on my calendar. Every 29th or 30th, I always do tax. Everybody does it. Everybody sells off. It's actually a great time to buy. I actually am looking forward to tomorrow. I'll be looking for bargains out there because people will be dumping, and it is a good time to DCA into some bit. Um, in general, that's more in general for stocks. And you could look at the same thing for crypto. Although, because crypto never closes, you know, you might have to wait till the 31st for maximum um, drops. But the reality is we're in this weird kind of pre-bull run. It's a weird thing. Unfortunately, I, I wish I was in the prior bull run. I didn't get into it until 2021. So I missed kind of the 2020 piece of it. And I wish Abs was here because I think he was in it. He'll tell you that there was a little bit of a mini bull run kind of prior as well. Um, I remember his story about selling Bitcoin at 9K. So the reality is I think it's kind of common and normal to have a little kind of pre-party before the party. And I think that's what we're seeing here. Uh, I think what we're going to see, this is just purely my opinion. I could be wrong, but I'm, I think we're going to be going down until maybe the March timeframe. And I think after that March ish timeframe, you know, they'll, they'll push it, push it down. And I think we'll retest somewhere in the mid to low thirties, uh, for Bitcoin. I don't know if we'll get any lower than that. And then from there, that's when that's when they send it. I think we'll see a rocket ship starting sometime in the April timeframe. You'll have the Bitcoin ETF approved. You'll have the halving happening. I think something's going to happen around that time frame, and you're going to see things kind of start to pick up. But that's how that's how I'm thinking about it, Morgan. How I'm playing it right now. I could be completely wrong, so don't go by me. But that's kind of how I'm looking at it. Absolutely, yeah, Johnny. Thank you. So I was go on, just going to say on. the. Um... You know, we're all waiting for like this spot ETF thing, right, to get approved. And, um, you know, the market, the longer that this, you know, it, it feels like the market is pricing that in, right? Like maybe like it seems like the levels at 44, you know, that trend line, if you go back way before, goes to maybe like 48. And, and so maybe if it does get approved, we go to 48 and roll over. What I thought was really interesting is I watched the interview with um, Kathy Wood and Bankless. And she even like admitted that, hey, you might, we might get kind of like a sell the news event. Oh, but like overall, she's bullish, you know, over yeah. the approval and where Bitcoin is going. But I thought that was really interesting because I've never heard her say that or someone really kind of admit that, that, uh, you know, especially where she's way up there. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, I think the market's starting to price things in and, you know, it's getting kind of overheated. I think the altcoins still have some movement. There are some entries still left. But for the most part, make sure like, you know, if you've got really, really good entries, if you have the conviction to dollar cost average in the middle of the bear market or coming out at the beginning of the year, you know, uh, you know, take profits, but also make sure to hold a little bit of that because those were really, really good entries that you can take into the into the top of the bull run. Yeah, I kind of think the same thing, Gonzo. I think we're going to see a sell the news event. It, Bitcoin's been too pumped up already. Everybody knows about it. I don't think. I think it will get a little pump, but it's going to be a dump. I think the big boys are going to dump it. That's why I'm thinking we get that dump, dump, dump down into the, you know, into the having piece. And then the having kind of restarts it back up again. So that's what I'm looking for. We'll see what happens. But I'm going to guess this is totally a sell the news event at this point in time. Yeah, I feel the same way, Johnny. And and as we had the crypto market kind of reach the lows a year ago with all the bad news, we saw that we were severely undervalued in a lot of the in a lot of these cryptos and now what we've been doing over the past few months is we've been coming to that fair value 
uh, kind of territory. Now, the interesting thing is going to be for us to continue the subtrend and go into the overvalued. So we're going to start to see Bitcoin and a lot of these other cryptos be overvalued because of the hype and uh, yeah. the flood of money coming in. And that's when we need to to be preparing to get out by utilizing, you know, cheap plug Merlin to be prepared ahead of time, get your notifications set up so you can you can be notified of when you're getting close to your target so that you have time to get your funds into the exchange, limit orders, all of that good stuff. But but yeah, I think the market the market's heading in a bullish direction. The next few months could certainly be bearish and I think that that would be positive and they wouldn't rule out anything because over the past few um over all of the actually all all the cycles we've seen that bitcoin always always corrects pretty aggressively and then it's uh it's move up it's kind of a spring effect but you know, with that said guys things, one of the yeah. things mario that i was talking to uh, an sec guy or someone who works with uh, an attorney for the sec and we were talking about bitcoin and in the in etfs and 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 do they need to buy it and the reality is you know a lot of people think that as this thing gets approved then these companies have to go buy the bitcoin the reality is they already have it they already blackrock's got their bitcoin kathy woods got their bitcoin they all bought it at 15. so one of the things that people need to be aware of is that yes in the long run there'll be more bitcoin bought as the shares increase and more money piles in but this initial run the bitcoin's already there it's already been bought so i don't you're not going to get uh this whole you know rush to go buy bitcoin by the institutions no 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 they already have it so that that's another reason why i think at the end of the day we're going to be going down and you know and not up initially guys are you Agreed. on mute i don't know if you were saying oh uh, yeah i was gonna say that's why he finally made the announcement right yeah like it's the first time you know we always talk about us like front loading the institutional money but i think it's the first no. time that we had in these cycles where the institutions kind of got back at us a little bit where they were buying we had that max fud they were buying at 16 oh, yeah. 17 right probably 19 and below and oh, then yeah. you know and then larry fink comes out on tv right and then says that it's a flight to safety and let's just after after they right. bought a after, after they bought in right like, not only yeah. Mario, they buy bitcoin but they bought the freaking miners too if you do your research so they they are really really shocked they bought they bought it all they own the whole infrastructure mario and i were talking about this yesterday real quick uh Dude, I remember I called him when I bought. What did we buy, Mario? We bought like at 16.7, 16.8, something like that. It like yep. it was in the 16 and the low. And I remember mm -hmm. feeling so sick to my stomach, right? Like, you know, putting a significant amount of money in, like, bro, if this thing like goes down. And he had bought too, but like, and that's just it. Like, it was the best time to buy, but it felt so horrible that I had to call Mario telling him that, hey, I just bought a bunch of Bitcoin at this price. But look, I mean, look how it turned out. So that's definitely like the whole psychology of the market. The question is, when are you selling? Yep. That's the question. Where's your target? Well, you got to sell when the psychology or when the feeling is the complete opposite. So when everybody's exactly. trying to get in, and that's why I've been really um trying to exercise and practice my exit strategy because people are extremely bullish people are trying to get in solana now that solana was above a hundred dollars and that's when i'm looking to get out so yeah. that's the exact psychology that you have to adopt you buy when it's really uncomfortable really scary going to go down continue to go down kind of kind of feeling and you sell when it's really euphoric and people are trying to get in and they're asking you should i get into solana now no you shouldn't get into solana now but <laughs> With that said, guys, the we have trick is <laughs> what do you do right now when you're in the pre-party and you know it's going higher? Do you do you take profits and try to play it or do you just set it and forget it and wait until we get to the bull run? That's the question. What are you doing, Mario? 
That is the question. Well, for me, I I wait for significant pullbacks and I look at the stage of where we're at in the bull run. And we're we could consider this to still be an early stage of the bull run. So this is I was baby calf walk. Remember, we're in a baby exactly. calf walk. We're baby just calf walk calves, right? I know. <laughs> so I would get in into certain projects. I wouldn't get in, I wouldn't get into Solana anymore. I feel like that there's better opportunity uh in other in other projects at this point. Um, I would get into I would get into other cryptos as soon as we have red days. So, for example, today would might be a good day to DCA. If we continue to go down, then you know you, you kind of have to look at the ones that the way that I do it. I look at the ones that over the past year haven't had exponential increases in price, and that's how I kind of gauge which one has probably the best uh, investment opportunity for me in in the sense of going up exponentially. And so that's the way that I would do it. Um, but anywhere after we start to see all-time highs, I think that that's for me. It's a no-go. No more investing at those at those levels. Uh, it's too risky. I did it the last bull run where I was rotating profits, taking out of certain projects, putting them into uh, into ones that I that were still far from their all-time highs, or I thought that still had potential based on fib levels in the chart. And that was a, a huge mistake. So I won't be committing that mistake again. Once we get to stages where we're already seeing all-time highs from a, several different projects, especially the top 10, I will not be rotating money back into the market. It's going to stay on the sidelines waiting for the next bear market or you know, significant pullbacks. What about you, Gonzo? Um, yeah, you know, I, I follow the uh, narratives, the stories, right? And, and so... Like there's still like I gave the opportunity or we talked about link yesterday. Like that was still like good. It was like it got down to 14 something. And then it kind of just for me, it kind of got away from us during the show. I, I think Filecoin is still at a good level, Matic. Uh, but yeah, like you really well, just need to like you, what you want to do is see that yeah, flow has been a very good laggard. Right. Mm -hmm. And so but I had already had built a position into, into flow. But, you, you know, you, what you want to do is like, that's why I love the crypto bubbles. I'm a very visual person, but you want to see like which projects have run, right? Cause the trend is your friend. And so those are the projects that I'll tell you that are going to bounce back faster. Right. And so I always kind of keep an eye on them, see what kind of narrative they're in there. Is it crypto gaming? Is it AI? Is it new like parallelism EVM, like that whole narrative that's kind of coming into play. But, um, but yeah, like the, the reason they say that it's not timing the market, it's timing the market is really about like, because you're able to build your positions at, at the most opportune times, right? Because you have conviction when everyone's freaking out and, le and leaving the market, that's when you're in here building these positions, right? And so you set yourself up so that you don't have to worry about it. So that as we progress through the bull market, you start, you know, now what you're worried about is just scaling out, right? And so, but um, that's not to say that there isn't opportunities because there are tokens that haven't even come out yet that are going to do extremely well. And they're going to like, I mean, just do astronomical gains. We see it every cycle. Right. But I think it's key. Like what Mario's talking about is you got to have your plan. If your plan is to pull profits and leave them on the side, then do that. Right. Don't change just to like chase someone else's investment thesis. Cause then that's how you get wrecked and make mistakes. If your investment thesis is to take those profits and roll them back into Bitcoin because that's the safer asset and you're going to ride that up and down, right? Because you don't want to be out of the market just in case, then do that. Like whatever your strategy is, you need to have that established and then follow it, right? You don't want to just start like just doing different things because that's where you're kind of probably make a mistake. And look, early in the, in the bull run, right? And we're probably like 20 something percent through the bull run, right? 
when you make a mistake, the market is more forgiving, right? But as we progress through this thing, it gets less and less forgiving. And just like you can get totally wrecked and in, 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 in a bear market, you can get wrecked in a bull market, right? You can. People don't think that, oh no, you know, number go up or you can't get wrecked. You can. You could start hopping around, getting into these wrong things and start to eat up your gains. So you can get wrecked on both sides. They both have their pros and cons. So just make sure you have your investment thesis and then you just follow it. Um, I don't know if we lost Mario. Looks like he froze up a bit. Hey, Mario, just for the record. Yeah, we can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes. Um, Seem to be having, it looks like this is a hosting thing. Abs has Wi-Fi issues. I seem to be having Wi-Fi issues. Anyway, you asked the question, what's your answer? Um, What was the question? What was the question? I didn't ask any question. I don't know. I thought you were asking a question. No, no. The the you asked me the question. I let it into Gonzo as far as the strategy. What do you do in the in that middle term of of uh, of the bull run? In the middle of the bull run. Well, for for me, it's it's going to be, you know, obviously taking profits. No question about it. If there are new narratives coming up that I might have missed or didn't have bags in them that I think is going to run and it's still early, then I, I may I may roll some into it. But I'll tell you what, I ain't running low. I ain't rolling all in like last time. Uh, you know, uh, I'll be probably looking and playing a lot of the gaming space and AI space, looking for those. But the reality is, if there's opportunities and it looks good, yeah. But otherwise, for the most part, as I'm selling near the tops, I don't expect to get the tops on any of these. I'm happy selling on the way up. In fact, I just did it on Metis the other day. Took a little profit. I'm glad it's starting to pull back. I didn't catch the top, but that's okay. You know what I did do? I got free coins now. Because I basically sold enough. It went it 4X, right? Not big, but okay, I'll take it. And what I did was I sold my original investment. So I got all my money out. It's just sitting there right now. I can use it for something else if I want. And now I got the rest of those coins free. And now I got, no, there's no skin in the game. I don't care what Mattis does at this point. I can't lose money on it, right? And I only know it's going up. So that's kind of what I try to do is take a little bit out, just a little to get my initial investment out when you can. And in, in, uh, on the gaming stuff, I didn't do that as much, Mario. I took a little less up because I still think gaming has a lot of room to run. Um, but the reality is, yeah, so that's how I'm going to be playing it is I'm going to be taking profits. I'm going to be putting it in probably maybe some stable coin, most likely stable coins and probably also precious metals. I'll probably do both because I have, you know, if you're an iTrust, for example, you can invest in gold and silver. So that's also, you no. Know, it depends on what those are doing at the time. So that'll be something I'll be playing as a hold. And then I'll be rolling into certain things if it looks like, you know, as we are a research team, we're going to identify things in place. And if they haven't taken off, then I'll be looking, you know, to get into some of those things. But I'll be I'll be very cautious like you. I'm not going to roll everything into other stuff. And yeah. basically, I took all my profits last time and I went into these nodes and all these other crazy projects and I lost a lot of money. It's not worth it this time. I'm, not do- I'm definitely not doing that this time around i'm very selective in what i'm going into 100 agree with that and that's why you're called johnny crypto with the k the italian stallion but with that said guys we have 429 live listeners smash that like button give us that thumbs up and let's get started with our first article so today we're going to be talking about kathy wood and how arc sold off its entire gbt position so what are they gearing up for there? Here we got the article. ARK Invest sells, and they also sell more Coinbase shares and allocates $92 million in ProShares Bitcoin futures-based ETF. 
So Kathy Woods, ARK Invest, sold another 100 Coinbase shares, valued, valued at approximately $27.58 million on Wednesday, and purchased $92 million worth of ProShares Bitcoin ETF, according to the company's latest trade filing. The firm has been on a selling spree for Coinbase shares this month as it continued to rebalance its fund wanes. ARK has sold 231,102 shares, valued at 18.4 million of Jack, Jack Dorsey's Block Inc. also. So ARK Invest, as, as well as several other asset managers such as BlackRock, Fidelity, and Valkyrie, are awaiting potential approval for the first ever Bitcoin ETF filing and the U.S. From the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission. So what we're seeing, what we've been seeing over the past few weeks, is uh, Ark Invest has been offloading on some of the uh, on some of their exposure into Coinbase, and we're seeing them pile on into some uh, some some uh, more, in, as the article states, the the Bitcoin future ETF. The question on everybody's mind is what what does she know? What do they know? Are they just gearing up for this approval of the ETF? Are they trying to get it? Uh, you know, so that they only focus on their ETF. A lot of people are saying, I saw some comments of people saying, you know, why would she be um, exposed to other ETFs, especially with a GBTC when she's got her own ETF that's coming down the line. So that could be very well the reason as to what is happening. I do have a video here that I want to show you guys, but I got to just real quick switch. Hey, Mara, before you hop into yep. the video, while you're pulling that up, um, you know, I think when you think about that story, the reality is she had been in that, for a while, it's not like she bought it right away. And there was a premium that that thing was was paying, and that premium was going down, uh, mm -hmm. or was closing the gap. So it makes sense. You got to understand, Kathy Woods is is not a hodler. She's a she's a, she's an investor. She's looking to make money. So uh, of course she's going to sell it, especially with knowing that 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 premium is going down. Right, you would want to sell it before you lose that value. So she's selling and taking profits, and then investing it into obviously other things. So to me, not surprised at all. I think it makes total sense. These, you see, this is what the smart players do. They don't hold. We all hold. Yeah, like, she's taking. She's taking profit. They take profit. profit. Yeah, it's okay. Yep. And don't forget, they own lots of it, so they can sell ten or twenty percent. It makes a headline story. Oh, she's selling it. Probably only selling a little bit, but she's taking she, profits. It makes total sense. I mean, she's I, been caught. She's been caught on the wrong side of a trade too. Like remember in the bear market when they sold a bunch, a bunch of coin of uh, at lower prices, and then it kind of moved up. So like you know, everybody like you have good calls and bad calls, right? Like she's not like yeah. I mean, she's super smart lady, dude. Like a lot of people follow her moves, but yeah, you're right. She's in it to make money. Of course, right? not well. Not I guess the like, the, yeah. the speculation is because is she gearing up? Is she gear, gearing up to uh, increase her position for the ETF filing? So does she know something? At the same time, I, I think she wouldn't do something if she did have. If she did have insider, I think she already has all the Bitcoin she needs. I don't think she's gearing up for that. I think right. that money might be going elsewhere. That's my well, guess. You know, and I agree. I think she's gearing up to buy some of the ETF, right? She yeah. ain't gonna be buying Bitcoin at forty k. There ain't no freaking way. Nope. She was probably buying at fifteen and twenty. I don't see her now. Everybody's talking about in this next pullback as Bitcoin gets sold the news, or they said we're hearing 30s, mid 30, 36, 35, 36. I keep hearing that range. Maybe we'll see some buying there. Um, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Yes, and I'll go ahead and play this video from one of our recent interviews. Here we of Solana and to watch the developers stick with 
uh, with, with Solana is, uh, speaks volumes to us. I always say, follow the developers. This notion of DeFi, decentralized finance, that, you know, if people just start looking at it and thinking about it as simply the, the internet financial system, all that's happening now with Bitcoin and uh, Ethereum and Solana is developers are building in native currencies and, um, and much more streamlined, fewer intermediaries, streamlined uh, ways of uh, dealing in the financial system. All right, so she said some very interesting things here. First of all, she used Bitcoin. Yep, so I, I thought it was very interesting the way that she uh, described Solana. I, she definitely has a, a good understanding of what the crypto space is and, and what the crypto space has the potential to do for the financial system and many other sectors. So Solana has been at, the, at, at, at kind of the forefront of a lot of the conversations that have been happening with around crypto, and that's been positive. But the question in everybody's mind is, is Solana going to continue to, to on this run? Is Solana really going to be the ETH killer, as a lot of people keep referring to? Or is Ethereum just going to rise from the ashes, I guess you could say, and make a comeback and show everybody that Ethereum is still the main uh, altcoin or the main smart contract platform going forward? So I thought it was very interesting to hear your thoughts on Solana right there. Gonzo, what is your reaction to to um to what you heard from from Kathy Wood, you know, I, it's funny because your comment. I, I I think it's both, right? I think that you know Ethereum is going to have like it's already the Bitcoin pairs have already bounced, right? The ETH to uh, Bitcoin ratio, um, so it's kind of like it's been a laggard. But you know the way I look at it, Solana is a cycle behind Ethereum, and like I said, I said that watch that interview with Anatoly, and he's such a better like founder and like basically CEO than Vitalik, right? So much more personable. But like he went kind of deep into it, and and Solana is just like, you know, it, I don't I don't see it as a, a an ETH killer, right? You're not going to get an ETH killer. The only thing that can kill Ethereum is itself, right? If they screw up this EIP four eight four four, right, that's coming up, that's the only thing that can kill it. If not, like there's still a, a, a long way to go for Solana, and I think it's going to be its own thing, right? Like they 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 are just kind of getting an understanding of the next phase of Solana when it comes to governance, right? They they had their moment like Ethereum did with their DAO hack with everything that happened with SBF, FTX, the max FUD, everything that was going on. If they were going to go to zero, it was during that time, just like Ethereum had its moment where it was going to go to zero after the DAO hack, right? And then the, 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 the chain was split, right? And it became Ethereum Classic and then Ethereum. Solana's moment was that in 2022. And what you had is, you had the true believers, you had the developers that were ready to put in work and they did work and they started shipping applications. They started shipping products and that's why it's doing well, right? But it can't go up forever. But when you look at where they're at, like it's just like literally a cycle behind. Watch, when when they talk about Ethereum, they talk about that Uniswap moment, right? There is the time before Uniswap and after Uniswap. And Solana is about to have that moment, right? With Jupiter, with that huge DEX that's going to give it tons of volume and tons of, 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 of access to liquidity, right? So we're going to look at Solana and there's going to be pre-Jupiter airdrop and there's going to be post-Jupiter uh, um, uh, airdrop, right? And so it's just like a cycle behind. Um, for me, like I said, it's just against my investment thesis to get in right now, but I, I'm already in, right? So I'm just waiting for the next entry. But I do believe like you, you, you're going to see this. Um, 
with that whole parallelism EVM, you're starting to see more and more of this cross-chain thing happening with Solana and, and, and Ethereum, right? Where Ethereum EVM chains borrow the Solana tech where they have parallel transactions. It allows it to scale and move faster. So I wouldn't be surprised where you end up in a world where these two uh, blockchains are very interconnected, right? Like Solana is kind of like the execution layer and then yep. Ethereum will be the security layer, right? And they're kind of on top of each other, just building things, right? Um, yep. I, 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 you know, so for sure, yeah, it's just a cycle behind. I think Solana will do extremely well. There's a reason why I always liked Cardano and it wasn't because I know Charles, no. It was because when you listen to what Kathy Wood said, she said, follow the developers. And that's what I was doing. I looked at the developers. When you looked at GitHub and the number one adopted technology that the developers were using for the past two years, Mario, has been Cardano. It's been Cardano. And yeah. so there's, that's why that, there's hopes there. And I don't know if you guys are following, but if you look at Cornucopia, their game uh, or the world that was created on Cardano, that freaking thing looks awesome, man. So there's something for you guys to go. I just gave you something to go research over the weekend. If you're gamers and you're looking for something to check out, um i'll be doing it myself i've been checking it out all week but uh and they just launched copy nodes too so that's also something i'm looking into but anyway point being follow the developers is so true it's that's that's the leading indicator to know what's going to happen and uh so for me when you look at it you know solana was up there uh cardano uh, dot was up there number one was cardano eth was up there too you know so if you look at those that's always a good place to start 100 percent, johnny and Guys, this is the kind of intel you only get on Good Morning Crypto. So thanks for tuning in every day with us. But with that said, also, I think a competition is, is good for the space. Competition is definitely what we need uh, in order for all these different ecosystems and blockchains to continue to innovate and move forward. And also, we talk about it on the show. All the, We talk about it on the show all the time. It's not going to be a one blockchain rule all kind of scenario. We believe that this is a multi-chain uh, future. We believe that there's going to be uh, there needs to be coexistence. There needs to be interconnectivity. That's why we're so bullish on on stuff like Quant and Chainlink. And the future of blockchain, as as these um, as we keep hearing as well as we keep hearing the developments, it is going to be in a way where it it all these different blockchains are going to have to connect to each other, and all these different blockchains have the potential to even replace one another. So Cardano, I could totally see that happening. I could totally see Cardano one day in the future being you know, it, it already is better than Ethereum in its essence. Uh, you know, the, the question here is, will Ethereum be able to upgrade itself and become up to par with these new technologies that are coming out? I think so that's the big hard. question. So hard to do that when you built an infrastructure 10 years old and you've got new technology out and, you know, it, it's very, it's, it's, it's like trying to build a house, a new house on an, an existing foundation. You can only do so much. You know what I mean? You're limited in what you can do. So they either have to scrap the whole thing or rely on layer twos. But to me, but the, the difference though with ETH is they're already cemented in. And so for that reason, they're going to be here and they'll just evolve over time. But I don't know if they'll ever be the best technology, but they'll be here. That's my guess. 100%. And our friend Johnny Crypto, I wonder who that guy is. He made this uh, share on Twitter, on, on X, I should say. I, I can't. I can't get Twitter off my mind. I always say Twitter, That's but he made this. Uh, he reposted this on on X, where Kathy Wood also made some some comments about the ETF. I'm gonna go ahead and play this for you guys. Here we go.
something did change within the last month to six weeks. Um, after being denied several times by the SEC without hearing from anyone at the SEC, uh, we've, we and others uh, we know uh, have gotten questions from the SEC, very thoughtful, detailed, technical questions. Uh, that's a very positive move. And it's not just one um, set of questions, it's follow-up questions. That is really good. Now, you ask if the SEC is data-driven. Uh, we have had the opportunity, as many others have, to meet uh, a number of the research people within the SEC focused on crypto assets or digital assets. And we have found them to be extremely thoughtful, extremely knowledgeable, and um, and uh, actually a great source of comfort, frankly. Guys, I want to pause it there because I think she said a lot of very, very important stuff. And the one thing that I've noticed is that there's been a lot of activity uh, between all these different filings. There's been updates. There's been meeting with meetings with the SEC, like almost on a weekly basis. BlackRock has been meeting with the SEC with regards to the to the ETF, as she stated. Specific questions about the filing. I think that. This filing, uh, these ETFs are obviously a, a case of when, not if anymore. We know that they're going to happen. Now, the question on everybody's mind, where there's a couple of questions that come to my mind is, is it going to happen in January? Number one, is it going to be pulled back? Is it going to be pushed back? Number two, is the price of Bitcoin already into taking that into account? So I mean, one, yeah, question number one, who cares? I don't care. And question number two, yes. And those are the short answers, but I give you the more extended answer. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter when it comes. The reality is when you listen to what she said, when you hear those kinds of words coming out of somebody and, and you see the agency that engaged, there's a reason why they're that engaged, right? Look at all the other scenarios when, when they really didn't, they weren't engaged and they didn't care. And so nothing really happened. In this case, they are engaging not only with her, but with all the other companies. There's no question... You want to bet on a sure thing other than death and taxes? The BTC ETF is coming. That's a sure. You can mark that thing as the surest thing. It's coming as cash creates, not in kind, though. But anyway, regardless, that's going to happen. That's number one. Number two, yes, I believe the price. Uh, you know, I believe the price. A lot of it has been baked in. You get the run. You don't hear any news. So oh, we kind of know some of the news. But I think it's baked in. I think this is going to be a sell-off event for, for most of it. Because the rest of the world, remember, they're not paying attention. The rest of the world doesn't know what's going to happen. Like, see, I saw in the chat, people are like, oh, you guys think it's all baked in, so it's not going to happen. No, the reality is we know because we're paying attention. We're the small group of five percenters. We're the five percent who know what's going on because we're paying attention. But the 95 percent that's going to hear about, well, not 95 percent, but the, the majority of people are going to hear about it when it comes to Fox News and it gets approved, Mark. Those people are going to hear the news. They're going to get excited. They're going to see the green candles. And what are they going to do? They're going to buy in and they're going to get dumped on. That's my guess. Absolutely. And Gonzo and I would love to hear from you as well. Uh, we we are at this stage where the, the pressure is, is almost coming to a close here for this Bitcoin ETF filing. And we are bound to see something, uh, you know, come from, from the SEC soon. And everything is pointing towards the answer being yes. The approval is happening and whether it's just going to be BlackRock or a few of them or just everybody gets approved and and let's just get let's get the show on the road. But how bullish is that for the short term? Do you believe that once that news comes out, we're going to get this 
price explosion that everybody hopes and expects? Or are we going to sell kind of a dump the way that we've seen with the ETF product, for example, when it came out? You know, like the longer that it goes on, uh, it seems like the market is is pricing it in. Like I said, maybe we can break 44 and push up to that $46,000, $48,000 level. But I know there was like, I think we talked about it yesterday or maybe it was the day before that, about it going to 200000 just because of the announcement. And that's not happening, right? It's going to take time. And like I said, that interview with Kathy Woods on Bankless, that was the first time I've ever heard her say that, that, hey, you know what? It could be a little bit of a sell the news event, right? I, I think the other key thing, looking and just the way my brain thinks like i look four or five steps ahead like what does that mean that they changed it to in kind to cash right it, what does that do as far as manipulation and i'm already thinking about like you know as much as like the narrative will be that they're going to buy you know we're going to get it approved they're going to buy bitcoin and they're going to hold it right I can see some type of sell-off event that takes us into the next bear market, right? Like, like that's just where my brain goes. Um, I do think it's going to get um, approved. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if all of a sudden they make some deal with the SEC, even though there's a deny uh, or approve dateline or, or deadline on January 10th, where they work it out with them that, hey, we're going to push this a little bit further because we just need some more information. Um, you know, it's a... They're looking at it as a good thing that there's there there's this back and forth with the SEC, but we know how the SEC works, right? Ripple, Coinbase has told us about this, where you meet with them and you meet with them and you meet with them and they let you think all these things and you're answering their questions, and you're giving them your information, and then they use that information and then they use it to sue you or shut you down. I don't think that's what's happening here, but you have to keep your mind open to it. And bottom line is this, regardless of what happens, what are you going to do? What action are you going to do, right? Yep. If this thing blows up and it and it goes parabolic, right? And it brings the altcoins with it, what are you going to do about it? If it corrects and it comes down and it retests support at that $40,000, $35,000 level, what are you going to do about it, right? If Robin is right, I and I don't, I, I think the bottom is in, but let's say he's right and Bitcoin goes to $12,000, what are you going to do about it, right? Are you going to buy more Bitcoin? Are you going to pull, what are you going to do about your altcoins, right? Because if Bitcoin goes to 12,000, I'm sorry. Uh, like you're talking about altcoins being devastated and retesting way lows that we haven't seen in a very, very long time. I don't think that's going to happen. But what, I, what I'm saying is that you have to be prepared for anything, whether it goes up or down, what are you going to do about it, right? Because if you're just going to just watch it, then you're just going to watch it, but have a plan so that you're not like trying to play catch up. And Godzo, I think you said a lot of important stuff there. And this meme here kind of summarizes some of the sentiment that we go through as, as crypto investors or investors in general. But the one thing that I did want to say just to close up that ETF talk, I, I, I do believe that the price is is that that the price of Bitcoin is already baked in. I, I do think as well that um, as as these uh, as these products start to come out, especially surrounding Bitcoin, it is going to mature the asset. The asset is likely to be less volatile. I think that that's what the SEC wants. That's what they consider to be a safe investment. It's that that asset that doesn't really have that thirty percent candle either way uh, on you know within an hour or the same day. So I do think that Bitcoin as an investment opportunity for exponential gains, um, in the in the sense that we're used to in the crypto space, I think that that's going to be less likely in the future going forward. But um, but nonetheless, I think it's positive for the space. It's positive for Bitcoin. It's good to be able to have this investment option that's digital. 
that's not a physical like like gold that you have to physically hold it you can't shove it into your computer like mark yesko always gives that example you can't shove it into the computer so that i can send it to johnny uh, but with Bitcoin, you can and you can break it apart. So I think that that's that's the good part to come out of this. But that said, guys, one person that does not seem to care about the price of Bitcoin and 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 it does not sway in the direction of FUD is our friend Michael Saylor with MicroStrategy as he picked up a further 14,620 Bitcoin totaling 615 million and i saw some i saw somebody on on x made a make a comment or repost it saying now that michael michael Saylor has bought some more bitcoin we're going to get a correction in the price because every time he buys we get a correction and it looks like they were right we did get a correction today but that's not to say it's not going to continue to go up but micro strategy has purchased a further 14,620 bitcoin over the last month the company spent 615.7 million on its latest stash, according to a form uh, filed with the SEC, published to its website today. At an average price of 42,110,000, sorry, 400, $42,110 per Bitcoin, the purchases were made between November 30 and December 26. So Michael Saylor continues to be this big proponent and and bullish on Bitcoin. He continues to pile up and buy it. Uh, he bought it on the way down. He's buying it on the way up again. Uh, we'll see if that comes to be uh, something that ends up being uh, the best investment of of his life, or if if it's going, to, if history is going to repeat itself and he's going to come out as a failure like like he did in the past. But I think that with Bitcoin specifically, my personal opinion is that uh, it is going to be a successful investment for him because. Bitcoin has established itself. We know that it's here as this uh, king of the asset class, and um, I think it is going to be a good investment from him. Johnny, I saw that you were you were smiling as I was reading the article. What's kind of your first reaction onto uh, uh, Michael Saylor buying more Bitcoin at these levels? My Michael's never going to stop buying Bitcoin. He already knows that this thing's going. We already know at a minimum this thing's probably going to do a three x. So you're saying you're looking at one hundred twenty thousand. So whether you're buying it, you know, his average price is around 30000 And so for him to be able to pick up some more, it just only signals that he knows we're going higher. Don't forget who's behind Michael Saylor, guys. Who owns a good yeah. chunk of this company? Yep. A little rock tiny rock, and it's black, okay? So, you know, the reality is at the end of the day, uh, we know that Bitcoin is not going to zero. Um, even if our man Robert is right and Bitcoin somehow gets sued, which is almost impossible, as Freddie said yesterday, he called it out that, you know, the best case scenario is maybe they sue the miners. And even with that, Mario, they would lose that case most likely. So um, because there were no promises made of profits right through secondary sales. So the reality is when you look at it, there's really no stopping this thing. We are on a freight train. It's just getting started. The masses aren't aware of it. ETFs, when they come out, that'll bring legitimacy to this thing, and we will see the price of this thing go up. So Michael Saylor is not a dumb guy. <laughs> he's not. He's playing with, what, 4 or $5 billion worth of, worth of it. So at the end of the day, and we know that BlackRock owns like 8 to 10% of these guys. So it's all, it's all by plan, all by design. I think you're going to see the price go up. Michael is going to one day be a very, very uh, – everybody's going to look at him and say, boy, what did you know? Why didn't we follow you? Just like right now, people are saying in the chat, that they're getting laughed at by their friends, right? We all get laughed at by our friends. They all say we're crazy investing in this space, right? But two years from now, they're all going to say, oh, my God, how did you know? Why didn't you tell me? Why didn't I get? Well, they're, they're not going to say, why did you tell me? But they're, they're laughing, and sooner they're going to realize, like, oh, shit, 
I should have listened to you. My friends are already doing it with the miners, right? We threw a wolf out there a while ago. You could there's space. There's a there there people are starting to see the the winds turn, and now they're starting to say, oh, they're actually paying attention. A few friends call me up, they're like, hey, what should I get in? That's how you know people, you know, you that's how you know that the winds are starting to change. Yep. People are starting to hear it. It's only gonna get crazier. When the BTC ETF comes, the halving comes and the price starts pumping, forget about it. 100% Johnny. And I have been experiencing the same thing from a few people in my circle who have started to ask me questions. They wanted to specifically get into Solana. So I was confident in giving them the answer. No, do not get into Solana right now. But with that said, guys, I do want to also remind everybody, uh, if you haven't yet Go to MerlinCrypto.com. You can sign up for a 30-day free trial. When you sign up for a free 30-day free trial, you're able to connect your all your crypto, uh, your crypto wallets and exchanges to Merlin. Set up your your exit targets. Be prepared for the upcoming bull run. The link is in the description below. Also down here, you can see www.MerlinCrypto.com. And with that said, I do want to jump into our last story of the day. As Donald Trump reportedly sells. $2.4 million worth of Ethereum amidst a 10% price surge. We know that Donald Trump had released some NFTs, uh, NFT collections. He, he has released a third NFT collection. And so the article says here, Donald Trump has so far released three non-fungible token NFT collections. While the first two collections were quick to sell out, the third collection has received less, uh, relatively less community interest. The on-chain analytical platform, Arkham, uh, shared on X that Donald Trump may have been selling his ETH. And they stated, three weeks ago, he started sending ETH to Coinbase after, after months of accumulating Trump NFT royalties. His peak balance was $4 million. Based on the deposits, so far he sold 1,075 ETH for $2.4 million. So the speculation begins as to, is Trump funding his election campaigns using NFTs? In my opinion, that's genius. Uh, that's a way to utilize, uh, you know, the NFT space and, and create a collection so that, so that you can, uh, you know, fund your presidential campaign. I, I think that that's a very futuristic way of doing things. According to Arkham data, Trump's top three holdings are 589.53 ETH. That's worth 1.4 million, 273 wrapped Ethereum worth $649,000 and, uh, 579 Trump worth 175,000. Gonzo, I saw that you were smiling as I was reading through this article. What's kind of your first uh, reaction to this? We're not talking politics, just essentially the idea behind the NFT collections and how we could potentially be using it to fund this campaign. No, 100%, dude. It's like, it's genius, right? And when you came out with those first NFTs, I remember like people were laughing and, you know, like it, it was it was at a certain price and then it kind of skyrocketed. And now he's like, literally, what is he on his second and third, like NFT collection? Um, so uh, the only thing is, is that he probably should have waited a little bit because I think Ethereum is about to go on a run. But if you think about it, he probably has people that he pays that are in charge of the wallets that are in charge of the buying and the selling, right, with, with his approval. But um, I, I, I do think it's genius. It's using the technology. Um, and and uh, I'm not surprised that he's using it as a, a fundraiser, right? And I think he's going to continue as long as he's popular and people care and he's this polarizing figure. And I, and I think he's like one of these figures where you either love him or you hate him, right? There is no in-between, right? Yeah. There's not like, oh, he's okay. You either like despise him, right, yeah. with everything that you have or you love him with everything you have, 
I, I think there is no in between. And as long as he's doing that, I think um, there's going to be a market for his NFTs and he's going to continue to, uh, to make money. Now, depending on how it gets, um, depending on how it gets rolled out, depends on whether the SEC is going to come after you or not, right? We right. saw that in 2020, 20, we saw that this year in 2023, it was the SEC coming after NFT project, right? They came after uh, Impact Theory because of the way that it was rolled out. They didn't like the messaging and Impact Theory settled, right? And they had to destroy the NFT collection. And then Stoner Cats was the other one that they, they went after and they paid their fine. So who knows if it can get really political and then they can sick the SEC on them to go after them. Uh, but from what I see, the way that he's marketed it is like, you know, he sends you a piece of the suit that he was wearing in the photo and, and, and different things like that. And so um, I, I think they're being very careful in the way that they market. Um, you know, they've got the money to pay the SEC lawyers that'll tell you, you know, when something's a security and model security. And here's the part that's interesting to me, Johnny, is that Trump has has not been very uh, positive towards crypto. Even during his uh, time as president, he never made very positive comments about crypto. Then he suddenly releases an NFT collection and starts to collect all this money from NFTs. And now he could potentially be using it to to fund his campaign. So I think the principle of that idea is 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 good. It's positive. It kind of shows that he's potentially having a change of heart. Uh, towards crypto. I mean, crypto, as we know, it is kind of more established, uh, especially the top coins than the NFT space. So the SEC could totally come after him. What's your kind of your reaction to all this? Yeah, you know, he's got enough people coming after him. I don't think you're going to see the SEC coming after him for that, Mario, at the end of the day. To me, it's just, you know, him finding an opportunity there in that space. If he's using it to raise money for campaign, whatever, good for him. I, I have no problem with people doing what they need to do it's totally cool with me um and what he's trying to do there in that space it just brings some attention to it which is good he's never been anti-crypto either so we'll kind of see where it goes i I mean i don't know if he's going to get an office or not but we'll see where it goes if he does absolutely and guys we've come to the end of this episode so i want to say thank you to johnny thank you to gonzo thank you to everyone in the chat you guys giving me a lot of love i appreciate it sending a shout out to the rest of our team sending a shout out to abs we'll be back in 23 hours and like we always say warriors rise get your shit together let's go let's go baby